0: 1110-993-WBT, The Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete. You can email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Pete Callender, and uh, that's K-A-L-I-N-E-R. The numbers are 704 570 1110 1-800-WBT-1110. Remember, you can get the podcast by going to wbt.com. Anybody else notice uh, Bob Orr, one of the special masters on the redistricting yeah, one of the guys who just drew the map is leading the charge to have Madison Cawthorn uh, be banned from running for Congress under the the insurrection part of the 14th Amendment. Yeah, that same person. Interesting. I'm sure that's a conflict somehow, but uh, I don't know. my My small brain can't wrap itself around it. Um, We're talking about Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools and the mask mandate Uh, that will fall, but not quite yet. We need to prepare, everybody. So get ready for March 7th. Now, uh, I will point out, Wake County, they dropped theirs as well, but they accelerated it for extracurricular activity participants for Friday. So they get to play sports this weekend. So all of a sudden, like... Now everybody is going to identify as an athlete. Wait. No. All right. Uh, let me go over to the phones here. This is David. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good, Pete. Thanks. Good. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the lack of critical thinking uh, amongst the masses. So Canada is locking down, and Austria and Australia, they're locking down as strict as ever. Other nations are opening back up. Um, Boris Johnson has basically said, we're, we're done with this nonsense. Um, you would think that these folks are looking at the same data, the same science, uh, but they're coming to, to dramatically different conclusions. I saw a story the other day that talked about how the CDC is not uh, not releasing some of the COVID data. Um, they don't want to release it to the public. Uh, so it's not, I just give any credit to people that they think are anti-vaxxers.
0: Yeah, I've got that so, story here in the stack out of the New York Times. Yep.
1: Yeah, so I'm just curious as to what your take is on that, because it seems like that we're getting into the election season here, and now the Democrats can't eliminate these mask mandates fast enough. And I, I, I used to live in the D.C. area, and these stories all the time about how Bill Clinton would poll test the color of his pie, yeah. uh, just to see you know, how it went with the general public. So it, it looks like, uh, again, I, I hate to be a critical thinker because that's found upon these days, but it looks like they politicized a common cold, and and they're now they've accomplished their goal, which was to get shots in arms. Who knows what that ultimately will do to the masses? I'm just curious. What what is your take on this? Because for, for just a guy who has no political bent on it, just a guy just going about his business, looks like to me they politicized this. Uh, in an election year here in America, and they have a goal, and, and I don't think it's been fully revealed what their goal is, but now we got, what, 5 billion people walking around with chemicals pumping through their veins that they didn't have two years ago. So i just, just curious what your thoughts are.
0: So uh, I am not in the camp that COVID's a cold. I'm not in that camp. I, I don't think that is actually supported by the science uh, that, I, that I've read over the last two years. Um, the cold doesn't kill people like COVID has. It, it, it just doesn't and so um so i'm not in that camp i am also not in the camp that it is this uh super deadly ebola like virus that is you know lurking on every surface and in every micro droplet in uh in, in our uh vicinity and it's going to kill everybody and your chance of dying from it's almost 100 percent. like I'm, i i'm not in that camp either i think most people recognize that covid is real it 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 is new it's a novel coronavirus um it probably was released i will give them the benefit of the doubt accidentally from a lab in china uh where they were experimenting on this gain of function stuff in order to probably weaponize a, coro- a bat virus I, I mean that that's to me the most believable story regarding the uh the uh how it started and you can't i don't think you can dismiss it as a cold um when given the death count, but also given its likely origin story, that doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Right. It, it, because there's no other reason why it would have re- been released either intentionally or accidentally. It would not have gotten out if it was nat- naturally occurring uh, and it was just a cold. So that's where I'm on it now. Uh, as for the vaccinations, um, I think they were working on the vaccines for a long time because of the original SARS viral outbreak in um, in Asia, right? So I think that they had a, a a large head start on the work. I don't I don't believe because I maybe choose not to, but I I don't believe that there was some sinister uh, plan ahead of time to inject everybody with something in the arm that I don't know. And uh, do you have an idea of what it was that they were trying to put in the arms? Like what what exactly is it? The microchip idea? Because like that's. I heard people saying, oh, your arm is now magnetized, and that's not true. Um, But I do understand that you can get people to do stuff when they're afraid. I do know that. And I do know that uh, our, quote, elites will use this pandemic or any other fear-inducing event in order to advance upon liberty. Absolutely. I mean, they've shown how they've done it over the last two years. So, you know, they saw an opportunity, and they took it, right? Right.
1: Yeah, I, I knew when this came out during an election year here in the United States, um, I immediately was skeptical of it just because of the timing. And, and the reality of it is, President Trump, for better or for worse, he, he gave China and Iran and, and the, the European nations plenty of incentive to, uh, to, to concoct something to get him out of office. Sure. The reality of it is he was putting a lot of pressure on European nations to pay their fair share. Um uh, as it relates to global security, he was putting a lot of pressure on China uh, from an economic standpoint. he 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 eliminated the the climate agreement from Paris. okay, so all right,
0: all right, all right, i'm not I'm not interested in running down the litany of the all of the trump wins i'm I'm interested in this theory that you're advancing, which is that this was specifically designed and unleashed upon the world to kill millions and millions of people, right and sure. the, And the reason was to get Trump out of office.
1: Well, I don't think I'm just speculating because the news yes, media won't tell us true. the truth. I will tell you this, Pete, and I challenge anyone to look this up. This is not a conspiracy. This is a reality. There was a video circulated on the internet, and it's been out there for five to ten years of Bill Gates mm-hmm. speaking before a group of environmentalists at a tech talk, where he, he clearly said mm-hmm. that we, if we advance in new vaccines, we can al- we can lower the population to an acceptable level. Mm-hmm. And And that
0: video is out there, yeah, no one. so ever- wait, so hang on. So is Bill Gates the is he the mastermind behind this? I don't know if there's
1: a mastermind behind it or not, but I do know that a lot of liberals out there think that overpopulation is our is our, is our biggest threat it poses a- okay.
0: so so all right, now hang on, David, because i'm I'm late for the break. but I, I just want to make one point here before I let you go, which is you would have to then ascribe to every single person in all levels of government. That were behind this, the same motive as Bill Gates, and you would have to ascribe those same motives to a lot of Republican leaders who went down the same path as well with some of this stuff. And, Absolutely. Yeah, but and and I I find that to be less than plausible. You don't think they can coordinate? Is that is that your? No, I don't. I don't believe that people would. I don't believe that most people. Uh, and again, maybe this is my choice. I choose not to believe that most people would prefer to see millions and millions of people die by drowning in their own lung juice in order to depopulate the planet. I don't think mm-hmm. that I don't think that's a more believable argument than the inverse.
1: So you don't think that the, the people, there's a group of people among us that sincerely believe that they have a moral obligation to do whatever it takes to lower the population so that we, I don't believe we don't,
0: no, I don't believe it's a critical mass. No, I do not. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, so. I do not. News Talk eleven ten ninety nine three WBT. All right, let's get to some of the audio from the meeting last night. Charlotte Mecklenburg's school board member, this is Jennifer De La Hara at large. Uh, she was worried about uh, taking the masks off too fast. If you go too fast, people get scared.
2: I'm just wondering, because you said you don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what mutants or variants may come in the future. And whoa, how. whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. We take the masks off and mutants are coming. That I was not I did not know that was part of this deal. OK, I'm rethinking my opposition now to the mask mandates. If we're going to get mutants that invade once we take the masks off, like that could be a that could be a game changer. Um, she's talking to the public health director, Dr. Reynard Washington, who appeared before the body and said, it's OK, you can take the masks off and when the, and then she asked like well, should we wait till march 7th and he basically says yeah you can wait till march 7th but you should take the mask off you got to get an off ramp going you got to start taking the off ramp it's right up there let's put the blinker on there you go blinkers on oh my gosh you did it good job you put the blinker on no we're not there yet don't you're on the shoulder just yeah get back in the lane stay in this lane just a little longer
2: masking might be uh, effective in a different way that it wasn't with omicron so i, I guess i just want to hear a little more confidence that um and that may be I, I appreciate the partnership that we have here but that you're monitoring um several factors to see if there is a surge again and that we are ready to respond if we need to at some point i don't know when that'll be that might be a year from now i'm just i just understand why i'm saying this We yeah
0: we understand why you're saying it is you're terrified we get it. You're, you're afraid. You're afraid. And look, there are people on the other side of this. They're afraid of getting the shot. They're afraid. I mean, you heard David talking about like he's not a conspiracy theorist, but he just weaves this conspiracy theory. And look, it's a theory. I understand. I've, I, I've watched the Bill Gates video. No, I do not believe. I mean, it's, do I believe that people are using this as an opportunity? Damn straight they are. Absolutely. Does that prove malice aforethought that these are the 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 cabal that put all of this stuff into motion? No, I need some evidence on that. And a video of Bill Gates from, you know, 20 years ago does, it, is it, it is that is not substantive proof. Unless you're saying Bill Gates rules the world. Um and I'm not picking on David, I'm just saying like there are people that are afraid because for different reasons of different things because we're all people it is literally an instinct that we have right fight or flight so i understand that jennifer dellahara is terrified and needs all of these assurances she's trying to and that she's all over the map here when you listen to her comments she's directing this to the public health director like and thank you for your you know for the for your work that you're doing oh we just we need to be sure like that you're monitoring and if something happens like we got to be ready to mask right back up again let's put those masks back on She needs constant reassurance this is not the end this is not the end of masks no
2: not the end of masks also for every email i get saying you know i don't want a mask you know or i want mask optional for my children i get another email from a parent whose child is immunocompromised listing severe conditions concerned about mask fitting properly you know i have questions around are we prepared and, you know can our contact tracers who maybe aren't doing contact tracing anymore can they help to train properly with the n95 mask and others i just i really want to send a clear message to the community that we are prepared for this because we have vulnerable families um, and who are severely concerned and i just want to make sure that we're addressing those concerns also tonight and maybe that's a two-way sort of question
3: So I'll start with saying, you know, at the heart of what I uh, presented to the board last week relative to COVID response 2.0 is being more focused in our response and making sure that we are investing uh, in those tools that are most effective and offer uh, the greatest level of protection to the most vulnerable among us. Uh, And certainly we will continue to do that, uh, making resources available. Our team is working day and night, uh, still in the field, on the ground, talking to residents, figuring out what people need, what their questions are. This is a transition for a lot of people. Uh, there are some folks on one end of the spectrum who are ready for COVID to go away and be over, uh, and or have already accepted that it's over for them, and that's where they are. And there are others who are still very much concerned about the risk to them. Uh, and that's a spectrum that we have to accept. There are p- And it's right. no different than the spectrum with vaccines. There are people right. who have were first in line to get their vaccine, and then there are others who still have not gone to do that. Uh, and I have, to, we have to hear them all. Uh, we have to hear all sides of this sp- perspective, uh, and, as well as ensure that what we do as um, those who are entrusted with, with the responsibility of protecting public health, uh, that we take the measures necessary to do so. Okay, so... Uh-
0: I'm impressed. I like Dr. Washington. This is my first impression of him the last couple of uh, weeks here. Um, I think I think he has a, a real gift for sort of landing in, I don't say in the middle because it's not a political thing, but I guess maybe it is, but in the middle. And he understands like, yes, there are these competing ideas and you got to meet people where they are. And he understands that a lot of people are terrified of taking the masks off. All right. Mecklenburg County's public health director, Dr. Reynard Washington, appeared before the Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board last night and told them it's okay. It's okay. You can turn on the signal and prepare to get on the off ramp of the mask mandate. Oh, no, not right now. You're gonna wait till March 7th. That's when. That's when you can transition. Give yourself plenty of time. We need like two weeks here. Two full weeks. So everybody can get comfortable with the idea that they will allow, they will be allowed to not wear a mask like they do most everywhere else. Even in Mecklenburg County by that point. Because Mecklenburg County's mandate is over for all indoor spaces and all that, right? This weekend, so... Except for the kids. Sorry, kids. Still in school. Oh, and also on the school buses, because that's a federal rule. I mean, think of the absurdity of this. The federal rule also applies to airplanes. So people are still wearing masks on airplanes. I had to do that uh, a year ago, I think. We traveled up to, oh, no, less than a year ago. Oh, it was miserable. From the time you get on the little shuttle bus at Charlotte Douglas, get to the terminal wait for the plane, get on the plane, and then what happens? Everybody is sitting there in the tube, you know, flying through the air, and they come around with the food. And so now everyone takes their mask off at the exact same time to eat their food. This is just, it's silliness. Okay, so uh, Dr. Washington was there, and the chair of the board, Elise Dashu, she and Dr. Washington are trying to assure board member Jennifer DeLaHara that, look, we can go back to masks at any time we feel we need to. This is not permanent, okay? We could just we just flip that switch and we can go right back to masking up the kids. Don't worry.
3: Don't you worry, Jennifer. I do expect that in the future um, we will have mask advisories or some other kinds of things as, again, we adopt, like snow days. adapt to how COVID is a part of our community. Uh, and I'm hopeful that our state and federal partners will will set a standard, not just for the Mecklenburg County, but a standard for the country, uh, so that we can have some level of consistency uh, and that it will be a uh, centered in public health uh, and not in politics.
4: I've spoken, and just to follow up on that, I've spoken with board chairs in the region who were mask optional long before we were, who then you know experienced upticks in the virus and went back to mask requirement and then back to mask optional, and then back to mask requirement, and now they're mask optional again. So it can, it, 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 it's not a forever thing, necessarily.
0: All right, so it's okay. It's all right. You'll still be able to mask up all the, all the babies. Don't worry. Board member Lenora Sanders-Ship, member at large, was concerned about ditching the rule, but said that the, uh, the March date was preferable than doing it immediately.
4: I have heard from so many, parents, families, teachers, staff, and especially the student's voice. And there are students that are concerned about what does that mean to be able to wear my mask, not to wear my mask. I heard from a student in my neighborhood walking down the street. She was wearing a mask coming off the bus. She still had on a mask. And she said, I keep my mask on because... I feel it's important. She said, and I got a different mask on there and I could breathe better, it's not the cloth mask. And she said, I wanna help each other in my classroom. She said, so many of our, the kids have been out sick. And she said, I don't wanna be sick and I want us to be in school and I want our classes to be full. And she said, she said, and it could even be a stomach virus. She said, but right now we need to keep on our masks. So this time, whether it's, you know, we're here now, it is also about giving children a chance. They're frightened. They're
0: concerned. So if the yes. feel like... Yes. Well, how did they get to be so frightened and concerned? We may never know. We may never know the answer to that riddle.
4: Like they need this time. I don't see that it's a big difference, March 7th, to do what is right for all children throughout this community. Not just some, but for all. All.
0: Oh. All. That's all. right. For all. For all. Then- yeah, That's... You know what they? You know what that means. Non-white. That's Vil Malik used to say and still does. When she was on the school board, she would say that. And that and that's you're talking about code, right? Speaking in code. It's got to be for all. We understand that, and see, this is the problem. Once again, I, I mentioned this about schools yesterday. When you lose sight of your core objective, when you get so large you're providing these services to so many people how on earth do you expect to provide the same quality product to so many different people particularly when it comes to something like education when you're dealing with people that learn at all different levels they have people have all different health challenges right you you think a you think a large model is the best way to do i do not Okay, I've been very clear about that for a very long time. I do not think the K-12 model is a good model for us to be using. And I think the pandemic has proven that to be the case. And now the hesitancy in trying to get rid of the mandate for the masking is another example of that. Oh, that reminds me, I actually got a, uh, a message about the school system inefficiency from J.D. who said, Pete, you're exactly right about school systems losing sight of the objective. I am in IT for a large global corporation in Gastonia. I am seeing a huge majority of the people who have become leaders in tech. They're not American. I think we have to get back to reading, writing, arithmetic soon. I have been in this company for 34 years now. I see it happening here, too. We get so focused on PowerPoint presentations and what appears to be cost savings, impractical ideas in many cases, that we have forgotten how to be good at what we do. I call it corporate stupid. It's... Exactly. That's uh, old Larsonism right there. But that's that is true. It's the whole, you know, stick to your knitting or uh, comparative advantage in economic terms. Right. Do the thing that you do well and keep doing that, even if you can do other things almost as well as you do this one thing, you should focus on doing the one thing, because all of your efforts to keep doing that as the main thing, the one thing, you're better rewarded for it. So. You lose sight of your objective, you get into a large organization, be it corporate, be it government, you lose sight of the objective and you don't do any of the things well. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Going over some of the audio from the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school board meeting last night where the mask mandate was voted out at a later date, March 7th. So got to keep masking up, kids. Yeah, 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 everywhere else in the county, We're going to be out from under the mandate, like the rest of the state, um, by the weekend. But the kids got to wait. And when you're on the bus, too, you still have to wear it when you're on the bus. That's a federal law. Again, unless, of course, Joe Biden's poll numbers need a boost, uh, then maybe that goes away, too. We'll see. Rhonda Cheek, school board member, uh, she ran a substitute motion last night that uh, would have had the mandate expire immediately. She tried to have it. Uh, harmonized to to tune it basically to uh, the county mandate of February twenty sixth.
5: There are sporting events. There are drama presentations. Our OTC events this coming weekend um, that our students could take their masks off to participate. If we follow the county's guidance, I've been asking for several months to for us to follow the county's guidance. While I think that there is merit to the ramping in and ramping out, we've got five more days to ramp over there and get that done. So I am um, asking us to do that. And and, and the main reason is we've got children that are going to be not wearing masks anywhere else but school. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to say this, put it on when you're there um, and put our staff through the stress of having to enforce it.
0: I saw a tweet. Somebody responded to it locally. I should, I should not have. See, I should not have even mentioned this. I should have. I'll get to the tweet later. It was a tweet from uh, an education organization. I don't want to make it up or, or try to take a stab at the name because I'm going to get it wrong. So I'll, I'll get the tweet. But they were like, we need time. And if you and kids, you know, if you're in a class and your teacher is obviously struggling with the dropping of the mask mandate, you know, Think about wearing it for your teacher's mental health. Like, are you for real right now? The teacher's the one doing all the talking up there. If anything, the kids should be worried, right? About the the teacher's lung juice getting sprayed all over the classroom. So, all right, I'll get to. I'll, I'll find the tweet. So, Jennifer Delahara, the at large school board member, who is terrified. Said that they should follow the recommendations of the director of public health. And if he said March 7th is okay, then we should stick to March 7th.
2: He said tonight that he supports the March 7th Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. um, change. And I don't see any reason why we should veer from his direction that he clearly gave us tonight. Um, I do think, however, that we need a clear communication plan. And I'm glad that we have this extra time um, because the bus scene will also be confusing. There's so many things that are confusing. And I want us to get it right. Um, So I'm glad that we have that time. Thank you.
0: Yeah, see, that's why they needed the time. It's to get it right. That's, yeah. Because when I think about COVID policies and getting them right, I think CMS. (laughs) School board member Sean Strain. He argued that to tie the CMS rule to the county's mandate policy ending on the 26th, well, that just makes too much sense.
5: So Ms. Cheek and I have been advocating for months now to to just tie ourselves to the county. We don't have the expertise to determine whether we should or shouldn't, to pop in, pop out, all that sort of stuff. And so the motion that's on the table does actually tie to the county, insofar as the date, and so the questions came up tonight. What is the what is the the reason that we would delay? One was that the governor told us to. That's not actually true, mm-hmm. right? There wasn't an effective date of anything for March seventh. Governor Cooper's effective date was March seventh. That was what was said. Um, and and others are that people are asking for more time. If we made this date in June, people would ask for more time. Right. So I don't understand when the experts say, hey, in our county what we need to do is move on the 26th. I don't understand why we're not moving on the 26th. Yes, cases are continuing to drop, that's true. Yes, there's the toolkit and it's and it's being modified. It was modified as recently as this week. Um, but, you know, when the... When Dr. Washington brought his recommendations forward, he said, I recommend that we move forward into COVID 2.0. That recommendation was on the 16th. The only reason that there was another 10 days is because of state statute. Right. And so we've known, I'm not sure what additional time provides. I've asked for why it's necessary to continue to delay. And it's boiled down to because people would like some more time. They're fearful. You know, look, I'm I'm sure I know how this vote's going to (laughs) go, but the fact of the matter is that there's no reason we shouldn't lock up with the county and move forward on the 26th, as the rest of the county is doing across the community and our kids this weekend who are involved in events this weekend can choose to decide whether they are comfortable masking or not. That's that that's what's there. We're talking about 9 days difference and we've established there's no discernible benefit to delaying 9 days. Right.
0: And so this is a very important point. The mask mandate being dropped at the county level by the Board of County Commissioners. The only reason that it is going down on the 26th is because by law they had to wait 10 days due to public notification rules. When 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 enacting or repealing uh, health rules like that, they have to give by statute. They got to give 10 days notice. That's what was discussed at the county meeting. That's it. There's no other explanation for it. So this idea that March 7th is a preferable date. Why? Because some parents and teachers are terrified and students. That's it. And apparently they have a lot of power. Right. Think about that. They have they have a lot of power. They're getting it delayed. So the February 26th, the March 7th, all of these dates, they're all arbitrary. (laughs) This isn't the science and data. And remember, the reason why the mandate was recommended to be repealed in the first place, it wasn't even because we hit the case count percent positive metrics. The very standards that they told us we had to hit in order to drop the mandate were not achieved. We didn't hit them. They just changed the metric. And I agreed, by the way. I agree with changing the metric. I don't think it ever should have been tied to that. But they did it. Probably because I wasn't here. Maybe if I was on the air here, maybe I, I could have stopped them. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I got here. I started saying, why are we doing this? And then they stopped doing it. So I, I don't think that's coincidental. <laughs> so, of course it is. I is. I'm glad they changed it. But let's be honest. They changed it because it was a improper metric to be using all this time in the first place and there isn't anything magical about the dates they just they they just said we gotta move on it the cynic in me says there's a good dose of politics involved as well and I think that's obvious because as somebody there was a public speaker said that when you know you're looking at different policies and metrics based on county lines like that's not science that's politics because You would come to the same conclusions. The fact that you're coming to these very different conclusions with the same data indicates that it's more politics than science, at least on some of the mask mask mandates, at least. All right. um, News is next. I've got an update from the county commission and the uh, hot mic moment in the next hour. Stick around.